Well, good evening and welcome to Sky Blue Fans TV. I'm Milesy. Uh, if you are watching this channel, please like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe. And if you've got any questions tonight, please pop them on YouTube and uh, we'll try and get through as many questions as we can. But we're going to crack on with the show. And um, I know we've had a little bit of flack today on social media about this, but um, we're, we're running with this because I think that uh, all us fans want to know um, what's been going on behind the scenes with our wonderful football club. The result didn't go our way yesterday for the Sky Blues or England. But, um, you know, we're going to have a good pod tonight, live stream, and uh, hopefully everyone in the room, you know, just enjoy, sit back, enjoy, and uh, we're going we're gonna to get on with the show. So, first of all, we're going uh, to be joined by our regular uh, Mark Smith. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, everyone. Hope you all are well. You right, right, yeah, brilliant, mate. Absolutely superb. I know the results didn't go away yesterday, but, you know, you've just got to keep your chin up and move on to the next game, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it was, um, we'll talk about it in detail a bit more yeah. later. But, um, yeah, disappointing yesterday, but uh, I hope we'll bounce back next week. Brilliant. Now, we're going to be joined as well by Ken Stewart. How are you, Ken? Oh, he's lost his voice. He's on he's mute. Ken, you're on mute. Good Come evening, on. everybody. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Right. You, you look like you 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 um filming for a Queen album or something because we can just see your face. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Bohemian Rhapsody, you're thinking. Of, I, I, assure you, yeah. I assure you, I'm here. I am here, loud and clear. <laughs> now, listen, we we are joined by a guest tonight, and um, as I say, we have had a little flick, bit of flat this afternoon, but we don't care. We're doing this because we all want to know what's going on, and um, we are Sky Blue Fans TV. Uh, we are for the fans, by the fans. So. Um, you know, we're doing this for everybody out there and uh, let's hope you all enjoy it. But we're going to make an introduction now and make a good evening to William Story. Good evening, William. Good evening. Thanks for coming on, mate. Absolutely superb. Thank you so much. Good evening. My pleasure. Now, listen, William, I mean, we're going to start off. Uh, you were at the game yesterday, wasn't you? How, how, what did you make to it? Yeah, I was then. Um, well, it's bloody cold. Uh, that was the first. That was the first point. But um, no, I thought I thought Coventry played really, really well. I thought they were very, very unlucky not to get a point. I was very impressed. They they obviously came close a number of occasions. I thought they looked really, really good. Um, quite pressing game, very fast up front. Yeah, I thought they looked they looked dangerous and uh, were really unlucky in the end. I know it was. We we come out the all uh, guns blazing in the second half, but um, yeah, it didn't go our way. But we'll come on to that a little bit more a bit later on. But um, as I say, thanks for coming on, mate. It's absolutely superb that you've agreed to come on here this evening. Um, for people that don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself so people can get to know you. Um, well, I'm, I'm a football fan first and foremost, but um, I own a company called um, Rich Energy, which is an energy drink. I've got a technology business uh, called Wolf Data Systems, but 
I work in boxing as well, so I manage boxers. But I've um, I've been an entrepreneur probably for about fifteen years. Um, but I'm um, you know I'm a big big football fan first and foremost. And um, I mean, what's um, made you interested in, in in coming in to buy Coventry City? What what's made you interested in buying an, our amazing club with our fantastic fan base? Well, I think you've you've answered your own question. Um, it, it is an amazing club, and it's got it's got a fantastic fan base. Um, I mean, I remember going to Highfield Road. I I, I grew up as a West Ham fan, um, but I remember going to Highfield Road as a kid, and and I've said this before, but one of my favourite players was uh, Brian Kilcline, Killer Kilcline. But in those days, you had a team with people like Cyril Regis, um, Grizovic, Lloyd McGrath, Trevor Peak. Um, I remember the Peugeot shirt sponsorship. Um, and you always had, you know, Coventry were always very, very well supported. Um, and I remember Kill Klein went on to Newcastle and Kevin Keegan signed him uh, to, to Newcastle. He said it was the most important signing he made, you know, in, in his sort of success, successful run at Newcastle. So I've always I've always thought they were a great club. Um, in terms of business, I, you know, I had some interest as well with Jeffrey Robinson, who you may know is obviously the chairman of Jaguar Cars. He was involved uh, in Coventry for a long time and obviously I was aware what happened at the end of the 90s when Highfield Road was sold I think it was about four million quid in 99 um, and and that seemed to be uh, the club got relegated in May 01 if I'm not mistaken um, and that was probably the beginning of, of the problems that Coventry have had ever since uh, I think they bet the bank on staying in the Premier League they were in the inaugural Premier League obviously you you, you all know this but I think Brian Richardson was the chairman then, and I think they just took a big gamble. They sold Highfield Road, which I think they probably then viewed as a mistake retrospectively. And I think ever since the club has unfortunately sort of gone down. Um, but it, for me, it's you know it it is a, a real big name of English football, um, and I think in the right hands with ambitious owners, it belongs to be you know in the upper echelons, you know, fighting, you know, competing in the Premier League. And for me, Coventry and certainly the away fans, they bring a fanatical. So for me, it's every bit as uh, big a club, if not bigger than Leicester City or Forest uh, and those sort of clubs. So I think the potential is huge. Um, and I think, you know, you're currently doing very, very well. Um, and I think that is down to the heroics of one man, Mark Robbins. Uh, I think he's done an incredible job with getting loan players, getting the best out of some, uh, you know, the players that he's got available. Um, and, you know, I think but what he's done and his heroics shouldn't mask, you know, two administrations, two relegations, you know, playing in different stadiums. So I think you've got a world-class manager. Um, I think it's fair to say you haven't had a world-class uh, board. Right. Okay. And um, I mean, you, you, I remember a couple, a couple of weeks ago you said that you had an exclusivity um, agreement with CSU. Um, was that exclusivity uh, agreement for uh, buying the club and and buying the ground? Yeah. So to, just just to answer, just go back on the on the, the previous point. So. Obviously, I because it's worth mentioning, I put in a bid for Sunderland two years ago. So, I have I have a drinks brand that that I want to obviously compete with Red Bull. I've uh, locked horns, pardon the pun, with Red Bull a lot. So, you know that's one of my motivations. But I love football, and I think what I want to do is create a football project that can create a fantastic, well-run, successful club. To answer the question on um, the exclusivity agreement, 
in October, we signed an exclusivity agreement to buy the football club. It has always been about the football club for me. I'm not interested in property. Um, clearly, Coventry City, if it had been run properly in the last 10 years, should have been in pole position and had the stadium. It's the key tenant. You know, it's it, it, the football club is, is the biggest party there by a country mile. Um, they have, you know, through incompetence and whatever reasons, basically ended up not owning it. And um, but that was never part of it. As long as as long as the club has, um, you know, security of tenure and can actually have a, a place to play that's guaranteed and it is a fantastic venue, then that's fine. I mean, my my investment and my plan is all about the football club. Um, I've never been interested in the stadium. Now, I understand that most investors and, and sort of, if you like, business people, a lot of it's about property play. There's lots of football clubs in the past. I mean, famously, Brighton and Hove Albion and, and other clubs that have ended up with really shocking positions because of property plays on football grounds. But that's that's never been what it's about. I, I just think Coventry on the pitch with investment and support can can really go uh, go a long way. Um, and with regards to exclusivity, it was to, it was to buy the football club. And obviously, I'm a little bit disappointed. This has all, all come out into the public domain. We worked on this uh, for a couple of months, possibly three months. And we were working very, very hard in the background. No one had a sniff of it. Um, and the only time that that sort of, if you like, confidentiality clause was broken was when Doug King made a statement on the eve, uh, on the eve of the court case to basically say that, um, or CISA announced that there were new owners of the club. We were obviously, you know, absolutely shocked by that because we had a contract exclusive to buy the club. Um, and obviously we were aware of what happened in court, which frankly, you know, was was just a ham-fisted um, fiasco. And, and Mike Ashley wiped the floor with them. And that's that's obviously what happened. And because and you had this exclusive, um, exclusive uh, deal with CISU, how come the how come the deal wasn't done before the closing date of that? Because was that the seventh of um, November or something? Was it seventh of November? Exactly right. Well, obviously we we had um, our accountants and the group that I brought together in the data room, who were you know analysing all the facts um, you know of the club, and you know we had to be given all the information. Um, now, obviously, we were waiting for key financial data that we needed. We uh, we did all of the work required on the basis of all the information we had. We were still waiting financial statements from September, October, November, as I recall. And there were certain elements outstanding that we needed in order to close. I mean, if you're acquiring any business, you can't do so blind. Um, so obviously, we just needed all the, all the due diligence completed. And we were ready to go. We worked incredibly quickly. I mean, we were we were ready to turn it around very, very fast. Um, and as I said, we were taken by surprise by what happened with this uh, fiasco in court. But I mean, you know, we, we sort of privately, once we got over the shock of it, we thought, well, this is clearly a play on the stadium. Um, and I think it backfired. And, and I mean, if you had if you had agreed a deal, um, and you know you, you you'd be in charge of the club now. Would you have got a deal in for the ground? If, would you have bought the ground as well? Would you have gone for it, or would no, you have let no, still buy the ground? No, as as I said, it wasn't about the stadium for us. If if we'd 
if we'd bought the club a year ago, then I think it might have been a different thing because obviously the football club needs to have strategic position and at least have a, a guaranteed tenancy. My view is, just to make it clear as well on Mike Ashley, I know he's had uh, a lot of flack, um, you know, from various parties, but I think that in this situation, he's opening a 2.7 million, I, th I think it is, square foot warehouse in Coventry. He's going to be employing nearly 8,000 people. I think they're moving their HQ, that Sports Direct or Fraser's Group, uh, mm. from Shirebrook to Coventry. So I think he has a genuine interest in the area now. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying he's a philanthropist. I'm saying that he, he wants to invest in the area because he's making it the base of his business, which is very successful. Uh, and I think with him as the landlord of the of the stadium, I think that that, that should and I think it will um, give the club, you know, a security, a tenure. Um, and I know that Mike Ashley or Fraser's group, I should say that, because um, I think Mike's very much at arm's length. Um, but I think Fraser's group have offered a very fair uh, and, in fact, extremely generous uh, deal to the club, which I am informed will be signed um, if it hasn't been already. And, you know, with Mike Ashley, have you had a conversation with him at all? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I mean, talks, we have talked to lots of different people. I have not, I've not spoken to Mike personally, um, but I do believe from the information that I have, which is very authoritative, that he is genuinely here to invest in the area and wants to see a successful football club. Um, playing in his stadium. So I've got no doubts about that. And uh, I think that's very good news for Coventry fans, regardless of the, the ownership outcome. And um, I've got a question here from uh, one of our um, listeners and watchers. Uh, Official Flame eSports team has said, um, have you spoken to Gary Hoffman? Because wasn't he part of um, your consortium who would like to buy buy the club, along with Mark yeah. Haitley? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. So so Gary Hoffman, um, I've met quite a few times. He is a brilliant guy. Um, he is a genuine, lifelong Coventry fanatic. Um, he's obviously from the area. He was he was on the board of Barclays. He's currently chairman of Monzo. He was chairman of Coventry Building Society. And he did the current sponsorship agreement on the stadium. Um, Gary has very clearly said to me that if I'm successful that he will be very happy to help. And it's certainly my intention that he is part of our board moving forward. But obviously, I need to get the club before, before that could happen. And um, we, we got asked another question here about the exclusivity. Um, could you have extended that at all? Or, or was it that out of your hands? We, we, we performed. Uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, we, we're awaiting information that we had. We have an exclusivity arrangement um, and I expect to get ownership of the club. My lawyers have authoritatively said to me that we can get Doug King's deal set aside. Um, now, if I believed, and this is a, uh, a very genuine point, if I believed that Doug King was a football fan who genuinely was going to invest heavily in Coventry City and had an ambitious long-term plan for the club. And, and I just simply lost to another party and, and, you know, and it was fair and square. I take it on the chin and say, good luck, Doug. Fantastic. Go and take the club forward. And no one would be happier than me to see him invest heavily in January in new players and support Mark Robbins, who is a phenomenal asset for the football club. 
mm. and moving forward. I do not happen to believe any of those things. And I believe that from a fan's perspective, what you want is, or what fans at any football club want, is an owner who is honest and transparent with the fans, who's ambitious and does everything they can to provide resources to the football club so they can invest it sensibly, of course, but for growth and, and uh, you know, success on the pitch. And, you know, a project that is backed by some very, very, uh, you know, successful people is really, really important. I, I accept, um, you know, that it's pretty easy to have a pop at me with some of the stuff, you know, in the past with Formula One, uh, etc. However, you know, inaccurate that may be, I can accept that. But I think it's really important that people understand that it's not about me. It's about the people that I've brought in behind me. So, you know, I have a group, Origin Sports Group, who are, you know, a very preeminent organisation in London. They, for example, run the America's Cup. They were heavily involved in the London Olympics. They are experts in the business of sport and have some really top level people that they work with and they're involved in. So they would obviously be uh, involved in the in the stewardship and the running of the club. I have one of the biggest cement and quarrying businesses, construction firms on the south coast of England backing me. Uh, and I have some real legends of, of Coventry City and, and, and the past, you know, who... who who have met me, who, who've spent time with me, who know that I'm genuine and just have a very ambitious plan to invest in Coventry City to make it a huge success story. So, you know, I mean, last night, for example, after the game, you know, I had beers with some Coventry fans for a few hours after the game. And I think, you know, they were a little bit sceptical at first, but I th I'd like to think that after a few hours, they realised, well, actually, this guy's just a fan who really does want to create a huge success story at Coventry, wants to make sure that they've got a brilliant relationship with the local authorities, that wants to make sure they've got a brilliant deal on the ground moving forward, and most importantly, wants to actually invest in the club, and that's in the training ground, in the academy, in the playing squad, to make sure, number one, that the, number, the, the best players at the moment, and obviously some superb players there, um, you know, Giocares, however you pronounce that, uh, Hammer, O'Hare, Hanzo. I thought Doyle um, was superb yesterday. I understand that he's on loan from Man City, but he looked, to me, a fantastic young player. Um, but number one is those players are kept, uh, particularly the, the, the star striker. And number two, that Robbins has given the resources to go and get four or five other players. Because if he's given those resources in January... I 100% believe that he has got the ability to take Coventry into the playoffs and beyond. And, um, you know, the club has an amazing manager that needs to be backed heavily now. And I mean, you, you touched on Doug King. I've got a question that's come in here. I've got another question as well about Doug. Um, David Howes messaged us on um, Facebook just now and he's gone, would, would, would William consider doing a joint deal with Doug King? Would you be willing to work with him and, and put, your, put your businesses together and put your finances together to, to make the team even better than what your ambitions are or what Doug King's ambitions are? Could you well, do that? Well, at the end that? of the day, any, any, any sensible football club owner, if fans or anyone else wants to come in and invest in the club above and beyond what you've got, you'd be really stupid not to, not to listen to them. But the reality is that, you know, I've raised the money. I've got real serious people behind me who want to invest. You know, this is equity, not debt, who want to invest 
in Coventry City. Now, my belief, and I, as of last week, it was a fact that Doug King had not signed a contract with the club. Quite how you can announce a new owner when he hasn't even signed a contract is beyond me. Um, I then heard that the money is borrowed via the Cayman Islands. Well, I'm not quite sure how that works with the EFL. But the reality is, I've, you know, I've been told by people in the city that he was still trying to raise the money to fund this transaction. So I don't know whether that's true. But if even half of that is true, I would say that's a bit worrying. Obviously, he's been put forward as a Stratford businessman. Well, my understanding is he's actually based in Mayfair. And more worrying, just as from a football perspective, is that the guy has no track record, no interest and no knowledge of football. Um and, you know, listen, if he has managed to get hundreds of millions of pounds to invest in Coventry, then everyone is going to go fantastic, brilliant. Let's let's support this guy. But if this is a last minute deal and optics around trying to get the stadium that is then blown up in their face and actually he already has strong links to Sisu, what the football club doesn't want is another five years or even another five weeks frankly of the current situation um as i said you know you've had two administrations two relegations training in different um you know or playing in different grounds uh you know i mean it, it's absolutely ridiculous um you know different things have been sold off there was a center half sold at the beginning of the season U ultimately you know it's unbelievably lucky for the football club that you've got this phenomenal young manager mark robbins who has not only clearly massively talented and brilliant and motivating the players and getting the best out of them. But he's also put up with, with unbelievable humour and good grace, all the shenanigans and antics off the pitch. So, you know, he, he deserves a medal for doing that. Um, and I hope, you know, above all else, Coventry need to keep him because he's going to be very coveted by other clubs because I can't see a better manager in the championship. And I, and I think he's a lot better than many in the Premier League. So, you know, he is the reason, let's let's be honest, that, that the club are now looking really good and he's getting an amazing amount out of the group of players. Yeah, I think it was a shame we didn't have a pre-season. And if we had a pre-season match, I think we probably would have won that game comfortably yesterday. Um, but going back to the Doug King, have you heard anything from the EFL? Because I know you put you approached the EFL, didn't you, about it? You, you've agreed to buy the well, you had exclusivity on, on buying the club. Have you heard anything yeah. from the EFL? Because we heard that the deal was meant to have gone through Friday and it hasn't gone through. So have you heard anything? Well, obviously, I've been in touch with the EFL because we had to submit all our forms for the fit and proper person tests uh, to become the new ultimate beneficial owners, UBOs, they call it. It's an acronym. Um, but the, bo the bottom line is, of course, of course, we have. And we've made it abundantly clear that we're pretty, you know, underwhelmed that, that what's gone on. Um, I mean, all, all I want is that the agreement that we, we reached with CSU to be honoured, and I want to be able to buy the football club and actually just look forward to building and investing in the club because I think it has incredible potential. Um, so I'm very, very disappointed we're here. I'm disappointed it's in the public domain. I'm absolutely uh, bamboozled by what went on, what went on with uh, the court fiasco with the stadium but I am heartened that Mike Ashley has got it because I do believe he has genuine long-term ambitions to, to invest in the region and I think that he has offered the club an excellent deal and has every intention of being very supportive of 
of the football club. And and I know that for, for a fact. So, you know, I think that is good news for the fans, whoever ends up as the, the new owner. OK, and uh, I've got a question here and then we'll bring Mark in. Um, so I've got a question from a fan just messaged in. So Doug King has spoken with Mark Robbins. This is from uh, Matt Cattle. Uh, he's spoken to Mark Robbins and outlines his plan. Have you, have you met with Mark yet to discuss your plans? No, because um, I was informed and we made the decision very early doors that it would be inappropriate to meet the manager or any of the playing staff before we were the owners. Mm. Well, you know, we've, we've stuck with that because that is the right thing to do. Um, Doug King, as of today, is not the owner of Coventry City Football Club. So I would recommend that an owner only goes and talks with the manager when he is the owner. Um, but, you know, that's a decision for him and uh, fair enough. Brilliant. Now, Mark, have you got any questions you want to ask? Um, the only question I had um, was about your, your business, about the rich um, energy uh, drinks. Um, where where would we be able to buy it from? Because I haven't been able to sort of see it online. Is it available online or...? Yeah, it's, it's, it's available on Amazon. We've got um, a few hundred independent outlets generally in London. Uh, and we have, um, I mean, just to, just to go back, because um, this is relevant, because most of the bad PR um, about, about myself has been around Rich Energy. So it is very relevant. Um, I set Rich Energy up from scratch in 2015. I set out a very ambitious plan to compete with Red Bull. Most people said, you're absolutely bonkers. There's no way you can do it. <laughs> and fast forward to 2019, you know, we got, a, you know, a very, very significant valuation on the business. We'd signed contracts with Sainsbury's, WH Smith, Grosvenor Casinos, Kaufland, supermarkets, 1500 supermarkets in Germany. And we had a deal with Walmart and we were, you know, the, all the hard work that I'd done was paying off. Um, I then got hit with a slew of lawsuits from Red Bull who were very unhappy that I was even in Formula One, let alone uh, positioning ourselves against them because they'd invested five billion in F1. And, you know, as a small guy, I was hit with a ton of bricks by these big corporates on a load of lawsuits. Subsequent to that, I had eight lawsuits of one seven. I'm on the front foot in the eighth and I expect to be vindicated. And the people who attacked me then... Um, are privately now wanting to apologise um, and do a deal with me so it doesn't go public. So just for your information, I got a lot of flack on that, but I do expect that I'll be vindicated. And, and Rich Energy, you know, I have rebuilt. We, we've just won uh, the Independent Team of Drivers Championship in British Touring Cars. We've won British Superbikes and we've won the uh, Ducati Championship. So, you know, we are regrowing. We have a, an offer on the table at the moment. I think it's 8,000 petrol stations in America um, and the news that will be coming out in the coming months is very good and I'm very pleased I've worked very hard I think it's a great product but in terms of rich energy to answer the specific question um, it is available on Amazon and it is available in a few hundred outlets generally in London but we have got an agreement with the UK supermarket chain which I believe is being rolled out in March uh, and we've also got a petrol station deal in the UK. So I would accept that it is not widely available as of now, um, but I am, um, I believe it's a great product and people will be, it will be more widely available uh, into 2023, which, uh, you know, hopefully you can, you know, I'll send you a can anyway, but so uh, you can get your hands on one. <laughs> we can give some away as a prize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I know I was drinking that. Um, I've got a question here from um, Lee about how much was the deal with CC worth? Would it have been a hundred percent deal or eighty-five percent as of the existing deal, but with with um, with ducking? Um, it was a hundred percent. You know, we feel that the, the a new broom is needed, and we need to control things a hundred percent. Obviously, I can't say what the price was because it, that would be, you know, breach confidentiality on the commercial terms. But the reality is we were offering a very, very fair price. But my deal is all about getting it and then it's about the future investment. So whoever the owner is, whether it's Doug King or myself, um, you know, our feet or whoever it is feet need to be held to the fire because significant investment needs to happen in january to support mark robbins um and that that is the key thing here um i think the the stadium situation is done and dusted i think mike ashley um you know as i said he he put 1.2 million pounds of his own money or their the company money down to pay the wages to keep the stadium open yes of course mike ashley's a very good businessman he's bought a distressed asset and he has got it very cheaply. You know, that, that stadium is a world-class venue. So I think he's got an absolute steal. I think if the football club had been run by people who were considered passionate about football and, and actually had the support of the community, I think the football club um, almost squandered a, a great opportunity there. And, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, the history of selling High, Highfield Road, you know, Brian Richardson was you know, doing huge plans and models of of what became the Rico Arena, which was 2005. And frankly, had they not been relegated, had Coventry not been relegated in 2001, they would own that stadium um, and Coventry would, you know, be in a fantastic position. But, you know, the past is the past. I still think it's got incredible potential as a football club. Um, And certainly whoever the owner is needs to control it 100%. I, I think that... Um, you know, I'm sure the fans will have their private views over what's gone on in the last 15 years. Uh, and I'm sure I probably share them. Um, but the reality is that, um, you know, the football club has the infrastructure there with a supportive landlord as a platform for growth. You, you, you say you say there that you've, you've got to own 100 percent of the club. But Mark Robbins has always said as well that the club has got to own their own ground now. If yep. you owned 100% of the club, would you have plans to buy the ground off Ashley? Or would you merge with Ashley and let him buy a percentage of the club? It, it is, well, firstly, just on owning a ground, I completely agree with the principle that a football club should own its own ground. That is, you know, obvious common sense. It's got a home and it's not vulnerable. But, you know, if you look, for example, let's say West Ham, you know, they owned Upton Park. They are currently on a lease with the London Stadium. That is a fantastic venue um, that they were offered on incredibly favourable terms on a 100-year lease or thereabouts. So the reality is they have the security of tenure. I believe the CBS Arena is one of the top 12, perhaps even top 10 stadiums in the country with everything, you know, considered. Um, And it's certainly up there. So as such, as long as the club have got a long-term guaranteed lease on favourable commercial terms. Whilst that's not as good as owning the ground, I completely accept that. It's probably reaches the bar of, of being acceptable. Um, now, if if new owners are going to invest very heavily in the football club, would they be uh, would they be wise to go and build and invest and look at what Everton are doing at the moment, for example, invest in a in a in a new stadium when 
they've already got a favourable lease on an exceptional venue. Probably not. That money would probably be better off invested in a new training ground, in, in players and in growing the whole project. I'm pretty sure that once Coventry is in good hands, and that's in terms of financial stewardship and strong financial hands, that Mike Ashley and let's let's call it Fraser's group, who are heavily invested in commentary, it would be in everyone's interest to have, um, you know, a good strategic alliance. How that exactly looked would be up for negotiation. But as I said, um, you know, I was very, very uh, clear that we needed to get assurances on what the position would be with the stadium. And I have to say, I've been massively impressed with Fraser's group. They are, they are certainly there um, playing with a straight bat and genuinely committed to the region. Um, got a question. Got a question here from Lee Wallace about if you manage to stop the, the King deal, do you think Cece will still honour your deal? Um, Brilliant. So, <laughs> a great question. Um, yeah. I think we have. We are confident that um, that we will get the King deal set aside. Uh, that's part one. Part two. Uh, we have an agreement with uh, CSU that they have breached. We have a signed contract with them to buy the club. Now, I don't believe that their position is sustainable or tenable. Um, and I think that, you know, we're very, very happy to be very reasonable. And my position has been, look, at the end of the day, I'm sorry with what went on. I'm sorry to see the conduct that went on. But we're prepared to be extremely reasonable and polite. Um, you know, we'd, we'd like to, but we're not going to exploit your current situation. You know, we're not going to exploit the fact that you've alienated your landlord. We're not going to exploit the fact that, you know, you've got egg on your face. Um, we are we are here to, to honour the agreement that we had. We want to invest in the football club. It's a long-term project to support Coventry. And if Sisu sell to us and or a, another very well motivated, very well funded buyer, then their legacy will be positive because they'll have passed the baton on to somebody who's then generated huge success for the club. If CSU sell to basically CSU Mark II, um, speculators, financial professionals, property investors, then in effect, the football club's in the mire for another period of time until they get an owner who actually wants to you know, grow the football club and, and who's very passionate about the project. Coventry has unbe genuine, unbelievable potential. I think it's it's got much bigger potential than Leicester City or Nottingham Forest and look what they've done in recent years. So, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's clear, you know, I am first and foremost a football fan. Yes, I want to buy a football club. Um, you know, I have in a good position. My businesses are growing, you know, I, 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 what I've wanted to do at Sunderland um, was was very exciting, um, you know, and, and Coventry is is a superb opportunity. And as I said, we're just here for the football, um, not interested in, in anything else. And we want to put money in. We're not looking to take money out of the club. We want to invest in it. Um, and that's to, to value elevation by actually growing it rather than asset stripping it. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you got a question? Yeah, evening, uh, William. Uh, good, evening. good evening. I was just going to ask a question. Um, if, if Ken, Ken are, you, are you the guy in the dark? Yeah, I am, dark, I'm here. Yeah. I'm okay, waving. hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what I was going to ask you was, if you did lose the case in the courts, you know, if, you, if it was lost and Doug King got it all, 
Where would yep. that put you then? I mean, would you would you sort of slip away and and, and nobody hear of you again, or, or would you still be appealing and stuff like that to try and get get you, get your deal on the table? I think I think when it comes to getting the King deal set aside, I will take the advice of my lawyers. They know a lot more than me about this. What what I know just on a basis of, you know, honourable, you know, straight back behaviour, we had a deal, we've done everything asked of us, we have we have done everything correctly and we expect the other side to do that. Um you know, I don't want this to be mired in, in in legal action for months. My only ambition is to get the football club. I'm not interested in in damages or going in legal cases or anything like that. To me, that's just a complete waste of time. Um, and the other thing that's really important is that this is, and I accept this, a complete distraction. Um, while the football club needs to prepare for the transfer window and needs to make plans to try and push for the playoffs, and uh, uh, the best position, finishing position it can this season. So this needs to be resolved very, very quickly. But, you know, frankly, if you've done everything correctly and somebody else has has not and they've breached an agreement, you know, I'd be bonkers to, you know, to, to not ensure that they, they stuck with their deal. And more importantly, I think this is really important, is that, you know, we have really ambitious plans for Coventry. You know, I've got five new corporate sponsors, huge companies, you know, all worth more than a billion pounds that have already yeah. agreed deals to be sponsors of Coventry. Um, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I brought a load of big brands into boxing. You know, I'm, I'm very interested in brands. I've created my own one. You know, ulti ultimately, um, we've done some big partnerships. We've got the resources to invest very heavily in the playing squad. So I will be most disappointed if if we don't get it because we put a lot of emotional effort and hard work into this um if 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 a court deemed that we lost the case then you know you'd have to take it on the chin but we're certainly not going to walk away when we think we're in the right and more importantly we think we've got by far the best package to invest in commentary city uh short term medium term and long term and have you have you another thing i've just back to have you spoke to see lately have there been in any conversation with you at all about this or or they sort of um, not talking to you at all now? We're in talks with all relevant parties because clearly um, it is in everyone's interest that a sensible solution is reached. Um, and, you know, clearly we, we expect our agreement to be honoured. Uh, and that's it. You know, it's, it's very, very simple. You know, we're, we're big boys. You know, we, we, we're going to be professional. We're going to do things properly. Um, and we recognise that this process needs to be sorted out very, very expeditiously. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. There's a there's a question here. I just want to bring this one up. This is a really good one. Um, Kev Kov, um, if you, if King gets the club, would you come back uh, with an offer to buy the club off him? If you want it that bad. Uh, you want straight answers from me, and I'll always give you straight answers. Yes, I would. Um, now that's not the most sensible commercial thing to do because he'll just try and flip it if he was successful but I don't think he is going to be successful because ultimately he doesn't have the money he's borrowing the money we're not borrowing the money we've got really serious people behind us um, and ultimately a long-term football-centric plan for the club I might also add by the way that Mark Robbins should also join the UN he's such a brilliant diplomat as well as a brilliant football manager and he is putting a fantastic spin on everything and that's enormously to his credit and I think that he is a brilliant football manager who deserves brilliant owners 
And yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to say here, we're going to go on to the football side of things here. Now, if if you if you come in, um, we've got Lee Wallace here. Um, do you give Vic a contract he deserves as a priority first thing you do when you come into the club? The reality is that would be page one of on the to-do list. Um, he deserves a bumper contract. Um, my understanding is that his contract expires in June 24. Um, he's clearly a fantastic player. Obviously, he came from uh, Brighton. And I think that in the last year, he's stepped up. And I, I saw him yesterday. I mean, he's full of running, drops out to the flanks. You know, he, he looks dangerous. He's physical. He's strong. And he can finish. So those sort of players are few and far between. Um, so he is a, a, a real diamond asset. So, yeah, absolutely, we'd offer him uh, a significant contract straight away. Um, and, you know, as I said, uh, what's exciting for me is imagine if he's got some brilliant players who are brought in alongside him because there's a lot of lone players there at the moment and Robbins is working miracles on on very you know, limited resources. From the due diligence I've seen, and obviously that's fairly comprehensive on this point, I think the wage bill last year was about £12 million. Um, clearly, in order to attract the top players, you'd need to increase that um, significantly. Um, I mean, Reading yesterday, for example, are under an embargo from the EFL and they've had issues with financial fair play. So you've got to implement it intelligently. But the truth is that somebody like Victor needs to see that the club is suddenly very ambitious. He needs to believe, right, I don't need to leave Coventry to get Premier League football. Um, and if he is part of a promotion winning team backed by very ambitious people, then I think that he can become, you know, an absolute legend of the club. And um, I think that's the key thing, that this isn't, this shouldn't be about operating on a limited budget and doing as well as you can with a fantastic manager. It should be about, right, how can Coventry emulate Leicester and Nottingham Forest and, and get into the Premier League and be very competitive in the Premier League? Um, I mean, the fans, you know, Coventry fans yesterday, I mean, they outsang, Reading fans, they were where all the noise in the ground was. You know, there is a fantastic support there. Um, and as I said, I think that would just get even stronger into the Premier League. So, yes, long answer, but yes, I would, Lee. And I know, I know you've got to go soon. I know, I know you, you've uh, got another engagement and we really appreciate you coming on. I've just had a message come through from someone saying, can you name uh, any of the investors that are going to invest with you? I know it's a long shot, but... We've got to yes. be cheeky. If you don't ask, you don't get, and you know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, mo most of the names are actually out there, to be fair. So, obviously, I've got Origin Sports Group as part of the, the bid. They are a, a very significant sports group who've, who've raised significant uh, resource in other sports, golf, sailing, uh, the Olympics. They, they were a big part of the Vendée Globe as well. We've got a big cement and quarrying company that are on the south of England, have been named, that are... Uh, you know, a nine-figure group who are, who are behind this. Um, and we've got um, some significant names in finance as well. But this is all, I've been very clear. I know, I do know a lot of people and, you know, I've been to see a lot of people to tell them, you know, I've got this plan in football. I believe that Coventry is a wonderful club that I can implement this with. Um Willie Backus and I've been very keen to make, to make clear that this has to be investment for the club and it has to be long term. Um, so yeah, as I said, that there are there are some good names there. Obviously, I've also got 
Um, Mark Haightley, who's clearly, you know, Tony Haightley played for the club, as you know. Um, he started his career at Coventry before he went to AC Milan and Monaco. And him and McCoy scored, I think, 297 goals in five years for Rangers. You know, he was a brilliant player. When I was, when I was young, trying to be a footballer, I'm a failed footballer, by the way. Um, you know, he was probably, you know, my favourite striker for, for Rangers. So, we no, we've got big names involved and um, many of them have been named. Um, it was my idea, you know, I'm, I'm the guy driving this. I'm the guy who, who has the plan. Um, and a lot of these people are, you know, not necessarily public figures. They're very happy to sit in the background, um, you know, with, with me as the front man. Um, and I think, you know, I would I would make the point that if you know if I read some of the stuff that's been written about me, you know, I mean it sounds like a cross between the Wilston Raider and Seth Blatter, you know, I mean it's an absolute farce. But you know, I think what I would be is very open with the fans and 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 very clear. And I think they quickly realise well actually this guy just wants to build Coventry for the long term and has managed to get some really brilliant people uh, behind him. And I think that's really important to emphasise. And um, you mentioned origins, um, the origin connection. Is that is that yeah. Sir Keith, is that Sir Keith Mills? He's the founder and, and CEO yeah. of Origin. Yeah. Um, now, last question before you go. This is a bit of a fun one because I know you got to shoot. And as I say, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, no problem. Kimberly, Kimberly, who I know quite well from the club shop, she said, "One of the first things can you do when you buy the club shop? Because <laughs> we haven't got a shop." Well, I thought, to be fair, I, I like to be very fair to people. I think the Hummel situation actually is bad luck. I think that the Hummel have gone bust or there's a problem that actually isn't the fault of uh, of the current owners. But but certainly, look, it, it's ridiculous that there isn't a shop. So, I mean, all, I would just – it's very simple – Everything that needs to be there would be would be there uh, in very short order. So, uh, Kimberly, I can I can confirm that. Can we have a can we have a real big one with everything in? Because every time we go to an away game, we look walk into a shop and we go, they've got this, 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 and we haven't got it. We just want everything. <laughs> Listen, William, thank you so much for coming on. We really really appreciate, it. and I know you've got to go now. Thanks, but, um, Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope all the fans watching has, have got the answers they want. We can't get through all the questions. You wouldn't believe how many questions we've got here, mate. But um, yeah. hopefully we'll, well get listen, I'm very, ha I'm very happy to speak to you. I'll keep you up to date. You know, I I'm, I'm very pleased with the group that I brought behind me on this. And we're just desperate to get the club and invest in it moving forward. And that's all we want. It's very simple. So um, thanks ever so much. Really appreciate it. And have a wonderful Sunday evening. And you, take Thanks, care. William. We'll see you when you've, when you've bought the club. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, there That's you go. Yeah. The man himself. Yeah. <laughs> William Story. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. To get, yeah. to get him on and to answer some questions. Seriously, guys, the, the, the comments have been unbelievable. Let's bring Ken in as well. Um, Hello, sorry, we just couldn't, there, we couldn't get through all the comments, could we? But Yeah. You know, I mean, what what do you make of that, Mark? Let's have your feelings on that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know really um, what to say. Really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm personally, my personal view is, um, I'm in favour of the Doug King deal. I think that would be the best way forward for the club. Um, I think he is. Well, I just think he would. 
I just feel he's more credible. I, I, the only thing I'm slightly concerned with the King deal was the relationship with Ashley going on with what's been going on with the, the eviction notice and that. Um, I think I'm slightly, I'm, I'm hoping that the relationship will improve. Um, not too sure on the financial stuff with William Story. That's just my, you know, but I think what he, he, talk, he talks a good game. He, he says things that we all want to hear as fans. He's quite, you know, he, he talks um, a, a lot of things, but I'm not sure about, um, you know, when I hear the, the stories with the F1 with Haas racing, I'm, I'm just not 100% sure about him in all honesty. And I don't know if he's the right man to, to take us forward. So, um, he could, he could, he, I don't know, the jury's out of him. I'm not so sure. I, I would probably go in favor of Doug King. That's just my view. And, and, uh, Ken auditioning for an album cover for Queen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all, all, all done. The electric pill's gone up, you know, and I'll have to make cutbacks, unfortunately. <laughs> I better switch my sign off neon signs in the back. Uh, I've got no idea what's happened with the, with the light. I can't go through, but I can see you perfectly well. Um, yeah, yeah. Very interesting to be. Very interesting to hear his opinion. And I'm sure a lot of the people that were listening tonight um, who hadn't heard him speak before um, would be very, very interested in what he had to say. Uh, he seems quite clear in what he wants to do. Um, now, whether he gets to do that is another matter because obviously Doug King is the man in the pole position at the moment. Uh, who's just waiting for it to get signed off by the AFL. Um, and and we, we haven't really heard from him. I mean, we, we're going to try and get him on, obviously. We're going to try and get him on as well, aren't we? At some stage, hopefully. Yeah. If he well, we hope so. Yeah. Get, so, so we can get, get his view on the matter as well. So we can. Uh, there's always two sides to a story, isn't there? Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you like. Pun, my pardon the pun, if you like. But um, <laughs> there's always two sides. So at the end of the day, yeah, he sounded, sounded very positive, but um it looks like it looks like Doug King's gonna get it, I think, but we'll have to wait and see. And and the jury's still out for me. Uh, I, I am sort of I'm really decided on one or the other, but you know, I don't like the Doug King still involved with CSU business. I don't that that's mm. concerns me, the fifteen percent that they've still got. Mm. I mean why why they have why they're hanging on to their fifteen percent, I don't know. But yeah, you know, that that's that's another question. But we'll have to wait and see. But my main thing is Robin's getting a bit of money to spend in the transfer window. That's a massive thing plus. And obviously keeping the players we need to keep to um, get in the promotion push. That's yeah. vitally important. And, and that's what Doug King has come out and said he'd do. So we'll have to wait and see whether he keeps his promises. If he doesn't, yeah. then obviously he's going to have a big backlash, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah definitely. I think we just need this sorted like fairly quickly because, look, we've got January ahead. Um, it's a critical moment of the season. We don't want to lose our best players, ideally. Um, but obviously, yeah. if we, re- we receive a stupid offer for you know one of our, our players, then obviously yeah. the club will have to consider that. But um, we just need all this turmoil to finish. There's just been so much. Um, it's just a, it's just a continuous soap, soap opera. And the, fir- the first and foremost, we need to get the ground sorted out. At the moment, we're still evicted from the stadium. I know. I know. I know. There's been talk behind. The, I'm sure there's been talk behind the scenes that that's going to change. And I'm sure that I'm. Well, I'm sure we'll hear you know more news about that in the next in the forthcoming days, yeah. but that's the first priority. And I think with the ownership situation, um, the problem the problem I have is is that we we're still a club really, but no ground. You know, we've got no ground. We don't own a ground, and we're still in the same boat. So if you have William Story running the club, or you have Doug King, it's the same situation. Neither party 
how they need to stay on the ground. That's Mike Ashley. So mm. I've uh, we build a really good relationship with Mike Ashley, which I think from from what William is saying is fine. The only thing I'd add with William is I think there's a couple of comments I saw about you know where where can we buy these drinks from because he mentioned on, on there yeah. about Amazon, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, they're there. Know, they are there. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 fair enough. So I think I think he talks a good game, William. Whether, whether he plays a good game, I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I think from from all, from what we, we've heard, it sounds like Doug King will be eighty five percent majority shareholder of the club. Whoever, 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 what we want as fans, we just want you know, um, we just want to need to know now what is going on. We need we need you know a bit more confirmation now because we don't want, we don't want us to drag on and on and on. We we you know we don't want all this you know off field distractions. To yeah, distract yeah. from the team on the playing field, and that's the problem. Yeah. But my the biggest problem I've got is no ground because we're still beholden to um, other people, in which case is the Fraser's group. And I think Mike Ashley, what he's doing in terms of creating jobs is fantastic for the area. I think you know creating eight thousand jobs, as as, um, as William was alluded to earlier, I think is is really good. But from a footballing point of view, we need we need ownership of the ground. It, yeah. it, you know, we need we need we need our own income coming in. I wouldn't even be against Mike Ashley running the club because you know at the end of the day, it'd be good to have a ground and an owner who are the same person. That that would be the ideal scenario. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with that, Mike. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not someone else's money. You know, and that's the thing. Mm. And and any money we can get, we can then you know can be used. Obviously, from the from the proceeds of, of of ticket sales and whatever, can we use to yeah. strengthen our, our squad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a comment here. I just want to bring this one up. Just talking about um, William. There was um, talks eloquently, but um, seems a lot of red flags from all the sundry. Talks a good game, but um, yeah, it's um, any any salesman can talk a good game, um, but. You know, if if he has got an exclusivity, I can never say that. <laughs> then you know, he's got he's got a good he's got a good point, hasn't he? Um, we've got we've got a yeah, message. And to be honest, Cecu need to come out and say that, don't they? And, and clear, yeah. clarify what's going on. Yeah, we've whether, whether he has got an exclusive or, or, yeah. or not, they haven't said anything. You know, no, no. Um, now we've got a competition coming up later. Uh, we're picking the winner. Have we got got everything ready for that, Ken? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. We'll do that. I can still see what I'm doing. Brilliant. We'll <laughs> do that shortly. Um, Reese has messaged in saying, ballsy move, getting him on, guys. Well done. Uh, as any information we get is more than we had 30 minutes ago. Thanks, Reese. That's really kind of you. Yeah. yeah I mean, Absolutely, it was humble. Yeah. We, we've had a lot of flat today. And, you know, for, you, you know, people aren't going to like him coming on. People aren't going to want to hear what he's got to say. But the reason we've done it is because... We haven't heard anything for two weeks. The BBC, ITV, whoever, the Telegraph have all interviewed these buyers or so-called buyers. We've managed to get one of them on, which is brilliant. And you know, we've been, you know, we've been we've been neutral. We haven't sided with anyone. We just wanted you, the fans, to have your say and for him to have his say and hopefully, you know, answer some of your questions. So that's what we tried to do, isn't it, boys? Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think I think it's uh, it's good to have him on, uh, because end of the day, um, 
is you know his involvement is is relevant to to cut the ongoing saga with the ground and and the ownership. So, you know, we 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 need to know as fans what what plans he had, and I think he has. Yeah. He has um, answers to those questions, um, but um, yeah, I mean, so I think the coming days will be interesting because. Um, well, yeah, because it, it was interesting. I mean, not, not many of us knew and heard of him before. We didn't mm. know much about him, do we? But we certainly know a bit more about him now. Yeah. Because nobody, yeah. nobody's heard of you know none of us knew about him or knew any anything about him at all. Really, I've never yeah. heard of the bloke before until you know until recently. So it's interesting to we know a bit more about him now. We know his what his plans are. Uh, it'd be nice now to to see if Doug maybe can come on and and, and explain his plans and and put his side of the story. Well, we'll try our best. We, we'll, um, I'll email him this week see if we can get him on. Now we've got a message from Keno Tomo. Uh, evening, Keno. Um, interesting that King is is not so open on future plans. That's what we're just saying, isn't it? We're lucky to get yeah. um, William on, and but yeah. you never know. Yeah. We're, We'll email Doug and see if we can get him on. Or if anyone knows Doug watching, um, please get him in touch with us, please. We'd love to have him on here because, you know, as you say, we're Sky Blue Fans TV for the fans, by the fans. And uh, it's all about you guys. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you as much coverage as we can because we know the club hide a lot of things and we don't want to hide anything from you. So uh, we'll come back to some comments shortly. And what we're going to do now... We're just going to take a quick ad break. Then we're going to talk a little bit about Reading. And then we'll have the competition winner for the tour around Dylan's Brewery, uh, which we've got the entries ready to draw out. And um, you can win a tour, give it away for a Christmas present if you want. But we're just going to take a quick advert break. We're back in a minute from our sponsors.
Well, welcome back to the show. We're near the end of it, but we're, um, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the game yesterday now just to uh, finish off the evening. And then we're going to draw the winner from our uh, competition for the tour around Dylan's great Christmas present someone could give. I've got the voucher on my phone. So uh, when we draw it, you've just got to get in touch with us with your email address and everything. We'll get the voucher over to you. Um, so uh, go to you, Ken. Um, good day out yesterday. Shame about the result. But um, what, what did you make mm. to it? Do, do you think we lacked that pre-season game? Yeah, I thought we looked we looked a bit a bit probably short on sharpness, I suppose. But I did think we were the better team. Uh, I didn't think we deserved to lose. Uh, I didn't think Reading were very good at all, to be fair. Uh, I thought we had the better chances, certainly uh, in the second half. Uh, we came at them a bit more. Um, we just lacked that little bit of cutting edge, didn't we, I think? Um, that's probably because we, you know, because of the break. But, um, you know, on another day, we'd probably played that game and we would have won it. But uh, it's just one of them things, I think. They didn't have many chances and they scored with one of them, um, unfortunately. Um, but apart from that, they didn't do a lot. Uh, so I thought we were very lucky. We, performance wasn't too bad. You know, we have been better, a lot better, a lot sharper. But, you know, we we just need to uh, up our game a little bit there. And uh, I'm very disappointed. Always disappointed to lose to a team that um, on the day, um, you know, uh, are not really that good. And, and I don't think Reading, with all due respect, are, are nowhere near as good a side as we are on our day, but, and we lost to them, which is disappointing. So, you know, we just move on to the next game and uh, brush that under the carpet and brush ourselves down and carry on. Cause I don't think performance wise, it's too bad. Uh, a lot of the players did all right, you know, but that's said, we just lack that bit of cutting edge and we need to take our chances when we get on and finish teams off. Same old story, you know, so and, um, disappointing. But... I mean, what did you make to, um... I was very impressed with Vince. What did you make to Ince? Not Paul Ince, his lad. <laughs> well, he was okay. He's okay, but he was he's all right. I mean, he's not a bad player, to be fair. But at the end of the day, I think we've got better players than them. Uh, at the end of the day, I thought we, we we dominated the play for long periods. We had a lot of the ball. We passed the ball around. They couldn't get it off us for times. Uh, and, and then they, they only scored by catching us sort of on the break, if you like. Um but yeah, they've got some a couple of good players. But I think if you put the players down, you know, on a team sheet, I think personally, I think man for man, I think we've got better players than them, and and we should be beating teams like that. Uh, so it's disappointing not 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 to not to beat them, to be honest. And uh, yeah. I think Robin said that in his interview afterwards. He, you know, he performance-wise, he, he was okay, but at the end of the day, it was just a bit, um, bit, bit. I say we lacked a little bit of cutting edge. Yeah. And we're going to welcome Reese. Good evening, Reese. Hey, Dan, lads. You're all right. Yeah, good, good mate. Good. <laughs> we'll come to you in a minute. Just a sec. Um, Mark, yesterday, seen you outside the ground. Um, nice day, nice sunny day, bit chilly. But what did you make to that <laughs> performance? Yeah, I kind of, I said, I said on the interview, I thought we, we could be a bit rusty. I mean, we were a little bit rusty. Um, I thought. We were, we were fairly com comfortable in possession, but it was almost like going back to some games last season, I felt, where we were playing quite well two-thirds to pitch. And in last third, we were a little bit... Um, we made the wrong pass or the wrong decision. Um, it was a kind of game where we, we I felt we missed 
creativity on the left hand side for me. Um, I know Bidwell's been playing quite well, but there just there seems to be a lack of creativity for me. I mean, our best chance, I'd say, first half was the, the shot from O'Hare from outside the box, which was quite well saved. Um, I know we hit the post second half from a corner, but really we just didn't create enough chances, not clear cut chances for me. That that was the problem. Um, and we and I felt it was a game really had nil nil written written all over it a little bit until they scored, which I thought was pretty disappointing how we could see the goal because if you look at it, it's two headers. It's two headers. Um, Bix on the line, and he's. I think the key is the goal. We, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We missed the first header from that corner, mm. and then the guys headed it in from the second header, and Vic Vic got caught in no man's land a bit. He was he was on he was on the back post. He didn't know where to push up or whether to stay on the line. He was kind of caught in no man's land. It wasn't really his fault. I think the key was he lost at that first header, and then after that, I thought Reading. You know, they just time wasted. They did what most any team would do in that situation they, they played the game very well they were um they slowed the game down they won cheap free kicks they were very good defensively they, they really we just got restricted a lot to long-range shots from outside the box and mm. really we just didn't look like scoring and it was it was frustrating it's a frustrating game i thought i think that i think there's cause for optimism next week but we need to be better um and i think maybe 90 minutes in the legs a lot of the players will help I think it was a bit annoying we didn't get a pre-season game um, in that break, but it, you know it is what it is. It's just one of those things. Um, I think, you know, McFadden was a big loss. You know, obviously he was suspended; he wouldn't be able to play it anyway. I just wondered if had he been fit, would he be able, be able to defend that corner? Because that was that's a sort of corner came in. You think McFadden? Can you imagine him heading it away for a throw-in or a corner? And that that for me was the moment of the game. Where we lost it, and it's disappointing to lose to Reading, to be honest, because they weren't anything special. Um, you know, they they they, they did defend quite well. They were, they were tough to break down, but I mean, I know we've had games this season where we've won one nil from games like that. But I think the most concerning thing for me is the lack of creativity in that final third. So I think that's something we have to improve on for for Swansea next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just touched on about being a bit rusty. Um, Mick, Mick sent us a message. Um, it was just one of those games uh, we need to move on to Swansea and get the momentum back. So, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the momentum sort of drifted away because of the international break and everything. But, Reese, um, good evening, mate. Uh, uh, did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, I watched the game. I thought um, I thought we played well, to be honest. Um, after a few weeks off, I think it was nice to see that the players still had that, you know, they're probably about 70, 75% match match fit, match sharp, but we just didn't have that end product, really. I think it was nice to see O'Hare have a couple of shots from outside the area. You know, we, I think a lot of the times we probably criticise him for not having that confidence to have a dig, so I think that was quite good. Um, I was impressed with Doyle, to be honest. I want to want to speak about him because when, me and my dad, I know he's watching at the minute, um, he's just messaged me, but... Um, we were talking for the game and we said, young lad like Doyle, he, he's going to get eaten alive by Carroll. You know, we know what Carroll brings to the brings to the table. And I thought Doyle was fantastic against him. For a young lad like that to come up against an old, experienced professional who's just a, you know, he's a bulldozer, isn't he? So I think he needs to mention, I know we could talk about their goal. Um, it was a bit of an odd goal, wasn't it? The way it just fell into... It was about three yards out. The guy just headed it in. I think 
Wilson could probably do a bit better there, in my opinion, um, where he could have reacted. I think if you watch it again, he he freezes a little bit as soon as the ball comes over. He doesn't react. So I'd like to see him come out and maybe get a punch on the ball or, you know, try and make his presence known a little bit. But all in all, I think the performance was promising considering we've had the time off. I know none of us wanted wanted us to uh, go into the break because we were on such hot form. But this is a championship. It can happen. How many times have we spoken about games last season where we were we were far, by far the better side and we didn't, we, we didn't come away with a result. So, yeah, for me, it was um, a promising performance. You know, we're disappointed with the loss, but we can take a lot from that game, in my opinion. Um, and while I've got the airtime, I just want to congratulate you guys. I know we've had a lot of flack on social media about getting, getting Mr. Story on, but I want to say well done to you all, especially you, Miles, for getting him on because... Uh, it was, a, it was a big move to get him on and stuck to your guns. And just listening to him, you know, it, like I said on the comment, it's it's more than uh, all the fans at the moment. Are, we're all sitting here not knowing what's going on. There's been no clarity. Um, we hear rumours. Uh, rumours are always going to be rumours. But to actually get him on and listen to his silent story, a lot of people are saying negative, uh, negative comments about him. But to actually get him on and speaking about our club and, like I say, our sort of brand is, you know, for the fans, by the fans, you know. So it's uh, that's what we're, we're trying to achieve. And if people don't like it, they're not going to like it. If people took anything from that, then fantastic. We, You know, you, you guys have, have done your jobs trying to produce that content. So that's my, the main reason I wanted to just pop on, really, and just make a big point of well done for getting him on and for you guys to ask the right questions. And... I know there's certain questions he can't answer. Other fans need to understand that. But, um, yeah, what an opportunity. I know, like I say, negative comments, but it's good to to get him on and let him have his say and also try and give us a little insight on what's going on as well. Yeah, and I, I think I think to add to that, I think that in the day, we are for the fans, by the fans. And, you know, in the day, the, the whole business William story it is, it is relevant to the football club and, and, and us fans, we... we we need answers to questions about what he would do with the club and things like that. And I think it's very important to have him on tonight. So, I, you know, whilst I respect people that I know very well on social media, I consider as friends who um, didn't didn't agree with what, we, what we're doing tonight. Well, we're doing it because we want to make sure that people listen to, you know, his style of story. Um, we, we can make a considered judgment after that. And I think that's 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 the important thing for me. Um, so I think it's you know so well done Miles on, on getting him on, um, you know and you know if if we can get Doug Keane on whoever then that would be brilliant. But it's it's no different from political journalists interviewing politicians. You don't always agree what politicians say, but yeah. at the end of the day you need to interview them because you know it, it, people want to know what they would do if they were in government. It's just, it's the same with our situation with with, with with story. So I think it's important to get you know. Our job, our job is not necessarily to sort of side with anyone. It's just to get, you know, his side of the story, and that's all we're doing. We, yeah. You know, we're not, you know, and that's that was the whole point tonight. So, yeah, well done, Miles, and I think you've done a great job. Thank you, thank you very much, guys. I, yeah, I mean, I just yeah, want to just go on to that, saying that fans want to hear fans asking the questions, and that's why that's why we've done this is to get the fans to ask the questions. It's all right having. BBC, um, radio and everything else asking the questions, but the fans never get to ask the questions to these people. 
It's like when you hear interviewing players. It's the same old boring, boring interview technique. Exactly. We, we want fans to get them people onto their sites and onto their channels to talk to the fans. And I'm sure that's what the fans want. And, and that's why we do this. All of us, uh, you guys, Mark, Ken, Glenn, Reese, and Victoria, we do this for the love of our club and we do this for the fans. And that's why we've done it. And well, thank you so much, guys, for, for, for you know, what you've said about me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Brilliant. That's all right. That's all good. Should we go on the competition? Um, yeah, we do the competition. Ken, are we ready? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to, I was just going to add to that. We all, we, we, sometimes we're not always going to agree with things, what people say and stuff like that. And we that, all that, have our that's own life. opinions. That's life, and that's isn't life. It? I mean, we just move yeah. on, and uh, and yeah. that's it's all a matter of opinion. And everybody's got their own opinion and on stuff. They're not always going to be right, and I'm not always going to be right. We're, we're not always going to be right, but we've, we've got an opinion, and it's just our opinion, and you know, and and that's all it is, you know. Um, so we don't want to upset people along the way. It's just just a matter of opinion, and and, and everybody's entitled to opinion. And as, yeah. you know what supporters are like. Supporters are very fickle at times, aren't they? One minute they're on your side, then they're not. So you know, maybe maybe some people have um, got to know a bit more about you know William's story now that they didn't know before, and they might take up you know they might like him now. I don't know. It's up there. That's their opinion, isn't it? You know, they might have a diff yeah. different opinion before that before he came on tonight. So. It's interesting to get him on. It's important to get him on and uh, and interviewing him and asking the right questions so people can understand where he's coming from. I just wanted well, to like, say that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's it's like Luke's just put up here a quick question here. Uh, well, comment. Um, the more we bring these people to the chair and spotlight, the more we can learn and get an idea of their plans. Plus, it shows them that it's more than just a football club to us. It's It's... Our life, isn't it? It's you know, it's it's more than club to us, really. To be honest with you, and then um, mix mix. But can we get Joy on? <laughs> if anyone knows Joy Sapala, she'd like to come on. Come on. I think, I think there'll be a big queue for someone to interview her. I think there's a big queue. <laughs> I think my dad might have to come on for that one, and we have to sit back and get the popcorn out. <laughs> yeah, you don't do many. But no, Mark's, Mark's, no. After just, that, just, to, uh, just to add to that, guys, just, you know, people need to realise as well that, that nobody understands unless they have their own podcast or their platform that the amount of hard work that, you, especially you two and, and Mark and Glenn, Victoria, all, all the hard work you put in, it's it's all in your own time. You've all got your families, you've all got your jobs, you've all got, um, you know, your, your own lives to live. And to see, you know, the, the, the interviews that you do outside the ground as well, and, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass but you know it, it's that it, it's what it's all voluntary it's all voluntary work it is all voluntary work isn't it so yeah. for, for the content that you all consistently do you know i've i've got two kids myself and you know a, a busy life and i try and do as much as i can but with everybody else for what you all put in i just think instead of everybody jumping on the bandwagon and saying you know this is disgusting getting him on i just think well if you don't want to listen to it don't listen to it and if you want to hear a little bit about what he wants to say, then fine. If it's positive or negative, everybody needs to understand. We've all got our own lives. But actually, we all work hard on this platform as well to make it what it is. So, you know, it's all voluntary work. Um, don't, don't think for a minute we're the BBC or anyone else earning money out of this because we're not. We're just genuinely fans who, you know, we've all got our own stories, how we've 
become Cov fans and the season tickets and, you know, the years we've been following the club, the amount of games you two go to as well. We're just trying to bring genuine content to fans. And I just wish people would understand that because some of the comments I've seen tonight and before have been disgusting. And do you know what? I'll say it to them. Shame on you guys. That's all I'll say. You can you can attack me all you like. I'll still sleep tonight. <laughs> so, I did, yeah, yeah, I just, can't, I just can't want to bring this everybody. one up. No, Glenn, Glenn's just put this. Um, he couldn't make it tonight, bless him. But he's put uh, our doors always open to have people on. We're not a closed shop. Everyone is welcome, and and you're right. We're, we're welcome. We, we got a bit of stick for having her game too on and stuff. So, you know, we're just trying to bring content to everyone. Right, competition time. Who wants yes. to win? Who wants to win a trip round Dylan's Brewery for Christmas? And you got to take me. No joking. So, right. go on, Ken. What have we got? Just, Come on. Just remind, just, remind, just remind us of the question. Oh, yeah. The question, the question was, who was the last ex-Cov City goalkeeper to play for England? And the answer okay. was... The answer was... Go on. You know it. No, you tell me. Chris Kirkland. Was it, was it Christopher Kirkland? Chris Kirkland. <laughs> yes, I think his dad won £250,000 as well when he put that cap on. Oh, so, I think uh, he did, to be honest. Yeah, if I remember. He did, yeah. He put I'll yeah. tell you what, he was a good, good, good goalkeeper as well. It's a shame that was another Brilliant. one who ended his career early, I think, just to injury, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had a bad injury and he had to finish playing early. Um, so, anyway, I've got, a, I've got a, a random number selector here. You probably can't Go see on, him in the dark, but I've got one over here. Uh, we've got about, I think it's about 15 entries altogether. The number is in right. there. Uh, let me just press the button. Hold on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You're sleeping in your car tonight, then keep warm. No, I'm, I was in the middle of, honestly, I was in the middle of going home. And I ran out of time. And I had to pull over in the end. That's why it's very dark, <laughs> even though I've got my light on in the car. Oh, yeah. Right, okay, hey, number... It's not in a lay-by with your light on, is it? No, I'm not in a lay-by. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm somewhere safe. I'm somewhere safe. <laughs> God, anyway, um... Number eight. Number eight is the uh, selection. If you just bear with me one minute, let me look at the list. Number eight is Kevin Collins. Kevin Collins. Collins, congratulations. You've won the tour around Dylan's Brewery. Get in touch with us. Kevin Collins, get in touch with us. And uh, I'll send over the voucher and some details of what you've got to do. Uh, to get that voucher sorted out with um, Dylan's Brewery. And you could give it away for a Christmas present if you want. All good. Ken's just vanished on me. But yeah, so Kevin yeah, Collins, I'm here yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, sorry, I lost you there. Kevin Collins is the winner. Uh, we'll get in touch with you, Kev. We've got your email address and stuff. Uh, we'll be in touch with you very shortly and we'll get that voucher off to you for a tour around Dylan's. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, as I say, I got the voucher ready, so just drop us a line and we, we'll get all the details off to you. Now, listen, I just want to say a big thank you to all our guests tonight. Um, it's, it's been a brilliant, brilliant stream. I really enjoyed it. And to get um, William's story on is brilliant. But uh, if anyone knows Doug King or Joyce Sapala or anyone and they, and they can pass the message on, please, that would be fantastic to get in touch with SkyBlueFansTV at gmail.com uh, or DM myself on Twitter or DM... Sky Blue Fans TV on Twitter. That would be brilliant. I would love to get Doug on or someone else from the club. It would be absolutely superb. But um, 
yeah, th thank you everyone to Mark, to Reese, to Ken, and William's story. So, uh, thanks for watching, everyone. I think that's uh, one of the biggest ones we've um, had so far this year. And um, so, you know, yeah. play up Sky Blues and look out for us next Saturday outside the CBS. We will be playing at the CBS next week. Uh, yeah, without we might a have of a doubt. Yeah, we are looking to have a big surprise for all the kids walking around the ground. So. Uh, keep yeah. a lookout on socials this week. We'll know more maybe tomorrow or Tuesday. And that will have the details of what we're going to be doing outside the ground next Saturday. So um, play yeah. up Sky Blues. Sorry we didn't win. And sorry England didn't win. But Yeah, you know. it was a double double disappointment for the results. But uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. Anyway, take care, everyone. We'll leave you with our end of the show show. See you soon. Play up Sky Blues. Play up Sky Blues. Good evening. Fans TV for the fans by the fans.